Hello and welcome to Buffalo Chicken Spice, the podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron, and with me I have... Hey everybody, I'm Nicole. How's everyone doing today? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm super hot right now. It's so hot in the apartment. Yeah, so, you know, we don't. We have a relatively small apartment. When we record, we have to make sure everything is off. Uh, windows are closed for the most part. Fans are off. AC not going. TV off. Uh, it's it's, a, it's like a hot box. It's a sauna in here. <laughs> it is, and you took a long time to get comfortable with that intro, so it's, it's like taking forever. It, it's a little awkward. <laughs> like you would think after having another podcast and just just riffing and you know, especially opening a lot of those episodes, that like it just be easy. But sometimes you hear yourself and you start you stutter, or and you're like, all right, I got to take this over. So this is take three, actually. Um, uh, I thought it was four. No, but you're right. No, nah, it's take three. Maybe I'll create uh, like a blooper reel or something of just of just content, just audio of us. Maybe we'll take. Maybe we'll start like filming too. We have like a oh, YouTube God. channel talk oh, possible God. with it. No, I don't have to look nice and put makeup on. I mean, that's not that big of a deal. <laughs> we'll see. So yeah, we you know. It's take three, so hopefully you're liking it so far. <laughs> hopefully you listened to the first episode and also the trailer. Uh, as you can see, as, as you can see, it's going to be relatively quick episodes. Just little stuff, just you know, just to get our get off our chest, get out of our minds, just to talk about. Uh, last episode we talked about just getting to know us. We talked about 90 Day Fiance and a little speed round to get to know the hosts. So we decided today to talk about how we met. Um, so for people who already know, I mean, you're already listening to it. So you got you gave us a play, <laughs> uh, you know, for those who don't know and are curious, we're about to go in on go in yeah. for the most part, most details. Um, it's a good story. If you already know it, it'll just make you feel good again. You'll love it. You'll love to hear it. It'll make you smile. All right. Do you want to start it off? I can. So it was in 2014. 14. 14. We met at a summer camp where we worked, Sunrise Day Camp. And um, I had had been told to work at this day camp for several years. And um, it's a camp for children with cancer and their siblings um we'll talk a little bit more at the end about the camp and all the amazing work they do for families and children um but i had been told for years to work at this camp by um a friend of mine named emily and i just never went so finally i was like i'm gonna just go and try working at this camp i you know i want to give back to the kids that need a childhood and um so i went and they wanted us as like a what's that called when you do um, like team building, team building. They wanted icebreakers. Yeah. So one of the things that they wanted us to do was if you live on Long Island, you're familiar probably with like Adventure Park. Is that what it's called? Uh, I I mean I don't know. The, you're, so, you're familiar with Long Island. No, I'm, the place where we the place where we went where that day where we. Met. I don't know what it's called, but it's like a they have like zip line. They have yes. like you climb stuff. Uh, right. It's like so, it's like an obstacle course type deal. I think it's called Adventure Park. Yes. Yeah, so uh, sounds right. 
so they they wanted the counselors to go to this adventure park because it was brand new, it was opening, and adventure park was opening their doors to the counselors so that you could try try it out and promote it. And I remember being absolutely terrified to do the zip lining and climbing the trees and anything like what's that um, ropes and all this stuff like a ropes course. So I lied and said I was afraid of heights so that way I could sit out. <laughs> Which is pretty lame, I think. I, I think it was like it, it wasn't even open yet to the public. Like you were getting like you could have possibly got first looks at something pretty cool. Yeah, but I am glad I did lie and stay out because one person actually got stuck in the tree. Yeah, which I, I think that would have been you if you want. <laughs> I mean, exactly. I it would have been me. So anyway, so it, I was one of two other people that sat out. The other person was Brian, and I don't remember the other person. But so I, I lied so that I wouldn't have to go because I was so terrified. And if I didn't lie, we wouldn't have met because – you showed up late, like you always do, did to every single orientation. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, Nicole's pretty much, paint, you know, she's painting a picture, setting a foundation right now. I know I was one of the other people that was out, but not because I didn't want to. I just showed up extremely late. Um, I was tired. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was a whole, it was a whole thing. So for me, you know, people who don't know, so I worked at Sunrise Day Camp. You know, for years prior, I was a camper there. Not as uh, I wasn't necessarily. I I didn't have cancer. Um, my sister has a brain tumor, and she has neurofibromatosis, which causes tumors throughout the body. And I remember when she was young, and I think it was like 2008 when she was in the hospital. Like people from Sunrise, like this is like when it was still kind of new, because I think Sunrise started in 05 or 06. So it was still fairly new. And, you know, they were like, oh, you, should, you guys should come. It's a free camp. You know, and I remember they were telling her and my mom and I was in the room. They were like, oh, yeah, you know, your, your brother could go too because, you know, siblings and relatives could go, which I was like, you know, I was like 14. And I was like, ah, I don't want to do another camp. When I was younger, I did so many different types of camps. I was at YMCA camp and school camps. And it was it was a lot. So I was like, nah. So I let my sister go. She went, and every day she would come home, and she was so excited. And I'm like, is it really that fun? Like, my sister's four years younger than me, so she was about 10. You know, I was like, is it really that fun? So I was like, all right. So the next year I went, and I started in 09, and I'm not going to lie. I hated it. I hated Sunrise. <laughs> uh, not what they were stood for. I just hated the camp. Like, leadership, which, you know, they, they section off – certain age groups and the certain, you know, they have explorers for like uh, fifth, through eighth, fifth through eighth grade, I believe. And then like high school, you're in, you're in leadership. So I was in leadership because I was 15. And I think there's only like seven other people in leadership and they were already there from the beginning. Like they were close, you know, I'm friends, I'm still friends with some of them now, but like they were like super close and I felt like the outsider so I just stayed to myself because I'm a pretty shy person if mm -hmm. you don't know me. Yeah. You know, once you know me that I don't stop talking, that's no. a big problem. <laughs> um, so I was like, all right, this, this sucks. But I suck it through. I barely went to camp. I went to camp like maybe three times a week. Like I just did not want to. so unusual for a lot of kids. I just did not want to go there every day. Like it was, 
Like, I, yeah, I like to play basketball. I like to, like, swim and stuff. But, like, other than that, it was, like, a drag. So then I was like, all right, cool. The next year, I was like, maybe I should become a counselor. My mom was like, you're 16. No, you could still be a camper for another year. Because it was, I think the cap was 16 at the time. Now, I believe it was, like, 18 or 19 if you really wanted to. But I was like, all right, let me just be a camper again, I guess. Because I, I think I wouldn't have been able to get paid anyways. Mm-hmm. And not that I did it for the money. My first year as counselor, I volunteered. So I didn't even get paid regardless. When I was 17, I could have. Right. So I volunteered to give back. But I went, and there was like, now there was like 50 kids of leadership. And I was excited. I was like, all right, now I can actually break through. And it was one of the best summers of my life. And, you know, I stayed there until then. So from my journeys from 09 to 14, you know, I was pretty much like at camp. I was a head counselor. Majority of the people knew me. So for me, orientation was never a big deal. Like, like I, like, like they couldn't teach me how to do what I needed to do. That, like, I, I was already there. Like, that was like my third year, fourth year as a counselor. Like, it's, it was, it was easy at that point. And also, they were all the way in Long Island, like Suffolk County. A lot of these, a lot of these meetings and stuff. Yeah, I'm coming from the Bronx. It was tough as hell. Right. And you know, if you had to, you had to try to find a carpool, you had to do this and that. It right. was tough. So I, you know, try to go to at least one orientation per summer. And to put you and put in perspective, there was about like eight or nine orientation dates right. each summer. And I only went to one. <laughs> I would go to meet people to see who I'm working with and just to show face. And then that was it. And I don't know how you got away with it because nobody else would get away with it. But that's besides the point. I think it's because I was coming from the Bronx and they understood I guess so. They understood, you know, they knew that I was going to be a bus counselor because the only way I was going to be able to get to the camp was through a bus. Right. So I I think they just cut me slack in general. So obviously I took advantage of that. Yeah, so I and I'm not which wasn't a good thing. I mean, look, if if you're if you're hired for a job, you should never, you know, if there's orientation, you should go. So obviously I was not the best employee. I did a really great job with the kids. The kids loved me, but at that point it wasn't the best thing. So that's also painting the picture because when I arrived, I missed like the morning roundup. You missed everything. And I can't. I didn't make any friends at that. Well, actually, that's not true. I made two friends at that point. That was it. Yeah, and so I was there. So and I knew a handful. Like I knew a lot of people. But every summer there was. Every summer there's new counselors that come in, so it's it's kind of difficult. It's always like a a one year type of deal before something else happens. Right. So I I got there and I walked out. So obviously I got there late. I wasn't gonna do the ropes course or whatever. And I saw one guy that I knew, kind of Brian, which I I only knew of him from another counselor, but I didn't. We weren't friends. Now we're like really good friends. And I saw you over there. And I think, I don't know if you were talking to him or were you just standing around? No, I was standing by myself because I didn't know anybody. And you called me over to you. Yes. So I, yeah. So I was talking, I went to go talk to Brian. Oh, and, uh, I, and I was standing with Jesus too. I remember now. Yeah. Cause me and Jesus were coming from the right, bar. It took right. forever for us to get there. Right. So we got there and, you know, I'm talking to Brian I think Jesus is next to me too, probably, because he, he, I'm the only person he knows at that point. Right. And then I saw you standing there, and it was just more so of like a, like, why is she just standing there by herself? Like, this is like the hap- <laughs> this is like one of the happiest places on earth. Like, it's impossible to like, you know, be like that. So I was like, I called her over. I basically was like, hey, you, come here. 
know. That's literally what you said. <laughs> I mean, that is probably what I said. I don't know for sure. We can't say for sure if that was true or not. But I mean, it, it sounds like me. I was like, hey, yo, come here. <laughs> hey, yo, ma. <laughs> so, so we're talking, and you know, we found out that I think we're in the same. We're group? in the same overall group, but then the big group, like your group, is segregated into like, like um, age groups, and then girls were girls and boys. Yeah, it was so, so it was the explorers group. It was it was sixth, seventh, and eighth, if I'm not mistaken, maybe fifth grade too, and just all separated by boys and girls. Mm -hmm. So I had one. I think I had the oldest boy group. Yeah, and then I had the seventh grade. And then yeah, you had seventh grade and. Do you want to talk about that experience real quick and how awful that was for you? Yeah. So, like, the kids, like, it's an interesting time in their lives. And then also, like, you have to compound it with everything that they're going through with their illness as well. So, like, I loved them overall. But there was just one really bad day where one one of the boys got in a fight with his younger brother. And when I went to break up the fight, I got punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> So I remember going to like my unit heads and I said, like, I, I just can't do this. Like this, this was not the experience I thought it was going to be like, I want, I'm going to stay, but like, I just need something else. And that was when I stole a camper from you that you were doing one-on-one yeah. -on -one with. And you were like borderline about to quit. Like, like Which is not like me. I don't like, do that. Like especially group. for this, like this organization that has such an amazing meaning behind it like that was not what i wanted to do and and we, and we weren't even we weren't even like deep in the camp yet. like camp is about seven weeks I got long punched in the we eye. were we were like beginning of the second week like we were barely even in like we didn't even know some of these campers yet like you were right. really trying right. to go in on that and and i think that was like it was just a lot to take in at once yes and, yeah. and I don't think you wanted to be with boys either. No, I don't think. Well, that was the thing. I don't think I really knew what I wanted. I was trying to find my place. I was trying to fit in. It was a group of people that like really, really knew each other for a long, long time. And I was joining in and I could tell I was not fitting in. And that was, yeah. I don't want to say that, that from, that's not I knew that from the gym. Yeah. So it just felt weird. But then when I found the camper that like I just meshed with so well, it was just like the most beautiful, most perfect match it was that like, has ever happened in my life. It was like, like peanut butter and jelly. It was like mac yeah. and cheese. It was, it was, yeah. It was such a good fit for you. Yeah. And I, we won't use his name, but he, you know, he needed a one on one counselor because he was blind from his illness. And so pretty much I was like his, his everything and he was my everything. And I've never, you know, to this day, I've never met anybody like him, um, you know, and it was the best experience I've ever had working with him. And because of him, he brought us so much closer, I think. Yeah, I I, I agree. I definitely agree that with that because we were we were cool, but I don't even like I didn't even like you yet. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, like we were just like, <laughs> I think we were just friends. I mean, we, we got close like pretty quick and like the I think I did come back to another day of orientation, too. Because of me, yeah. I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't say because of you. I'm pretty sure you offered to take me and Jesus to the train, <laughs> so it was going to be much easier for us to get home. So I was right. all for it if I knew someone was going to help us out. So let's let's relax over there, right? right? Sure. Yeah. But yeah. So I, you know, 
like I said, I worked there for years. So I was always like a head counselor on each group. And when we're not going to say his name, but when he came to camp, you know, I didn't know what to do with him. Um, I remember I spoke to my unit head and I said, hey, you know, on, on the agenda today, we basically we had basketball, kickball, volleyball and another sport. And in my head, and I think it was like golf, maybe, maybe driving range. And I was like, all right. And I don't, I don't want to sound bad. You know, I was, I was 20. I, I didn't have much experience with this. And, you know, he taught me a lot. And I remember I told the unit, I said, you know, what are we supposed to do? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like we have nothing but sports. And he was like, just, just try it out and see what happens. So like I had to learn on the fly. And when I met him, you know, he was just a remarkable, remarkable kid. Um, I believe it was like 14, just remarkable kid, um, wise beyond his years. Yeah. Um, he loved sports. He loved wrestling. He loved video games. He loved all uh, all the stuff that a normal 14-year-old kid loves. You know, he was he was all for it. You know, when we played basketball, I had to – I basically had to, like, direct him a little bit. He just mm-hmm. – he, he coached me the entire way through. Like, he was he was a class act, and he was like, all right, you know, you position me this way. Let me know how much force I have to give the ball. And then he would just just drill shots. Yeah. And he couldn't even see it. And he would just drill shots. And I was like, wow. Like he's amazing. He was amazing. We played kickball. He's he's kicking the ball. Yeah. You know, hitting singles and stuff. We're playing volleyball. Like there's just so many things. And he that one day like changed my perspective on things. You know, I have you know, we have it so good. You never realize. So like it, it was very tough. And for me, I had to find somebody to help him. Because I wasn't able to be his one-on-one and also lead the team. So I was his one-on-one for, I think, probably be like the rest of that week. Because I think he came like middle of the week. Mm. And I don't know who suggested it, but they quickly put you on my team to be his one-on-one. And that was like game-changing for you. Like you were borderline about to quit, which is crazy. You always say like you're about to quit something, like something like a sign happens. Like that was the sign. Right. Yeah. And he but he needed to be in my life and I needed to be in his. And then by working together, like we weren't even in the same team as me. You know, me, no. you and Brian became really close because we had we had the best group in camp. That yeah. was, you know, we had the most put together, you know, all the kids were a team, like a, yeah. a you like a united front. Every day we would destroy everything <laughs> we did. We go arts and crafts, we're killing it. Yeah. We're going to music, we're killing it. We're going to basketball. Any against any other like I, I, I refer to them as like a team because they were a team. They were they, they were a team. We other, went they all took care yeah. of each other. And, and and those boys, you know, if you thought that I was nervous about working with him originally, the boys were also you know mm-hmm. they're fourteen. They've seen less in life than I have, and they also didn't know what to do. And they were all amazingly responsible with him. And they were so gentle and kind. And you know, they would they would never leave him out. We would all sit down and talk and joke. Mm -hmm. And it was it was so refreshing to see. Because you know, you you see a lot of you you could see a lot of like 14-year-old boys like they're pricks. Yeah. And these kids, even if they were. When it came down to him, they knew what was important. And that was always just like when I was huge. I was like on my mama bear. Like I would oh, yeah. kill anyone I said anything bad about him. <laughs> like I was super protective of him and vice versa. Like somebody actually said something really mean to me to him. And he was he was very defensive and protective of me. Like it was just such a mutual 
mutually loving relationship that, that we took care of each other in such a unique way. Like, you know, he was such a smart young kid, so wise beyond his years. And yeah. he just taught everybody that anybody he came in touch with, he taught them something. I agree. I agree. And, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, he, he didn't make it. Um, you know, what he had, you know, took him. Yeah. Unfortunately, and it was tough on us, you know, especially because um, you really only had like the one, like a year and a half with him. Yeah, when I when I got a like full time job out of graduate school, like I I was terrified to tell him that I I had to leave. Like I didn't, I almost didn't want to take the job because <laughs> I like wanted to stay with him forever because I knew, like I could tell at that point in his life that like. I don't want to say it was taking a turn for the worst, but like I could see he was slowing down and, you know, his body was like getting a little bit more affected than usual. And so I was like very afraid. I was very afraid to tell him I had to leave and that that was going to be the last time I was going to see him. And I didn't know if our paths were ever going to cross again. So that was the hardest is it like one of the hardest yeah. things I've ever had to do was telling him that I got a job and I, a different job and I had to leave and he was so sweet and so supportive and he, he like made me a homemade present it's a good yeah, guy yeah, yeah. he was he was just the best yeah and I and I ended up taking him back at the 101 mm -hmm. so you know we just wanted to mention that story because it's just so important like that is really what helped us get close and then you know because of our first summer we hung out outside of camp we went to like a Mets game mm -hmm. you know I I met family. We went and like went to family parties. We went to like not happy hour because we were still well. You were a little, you're a little bit older than me, so you could have. But like I was still underage. You right. Know, did little house parties. Well, clarify and that because now it sounds like you all right. Like, I was twenty. I was twenty. <laughs> I was twenty. Like soon to be twenty one. So we were at like house parties and stuff, right. and like you know what I mean. Like then we hung out and, and we, we became real close. And then you know time goes on and. Right, and now we're really close with his sister too. I want to say that, like, yeah, his family, his whole family, his they're, they're our family. Yeah, they always call us family. You know, we we feel at home when we see them, mm -hmm. and we always see them maybe once a year. Unfortunately, with Corona, we will not be seeing any of them probably because yeah. we would go to the walk, um, sunrise walk. So before we, I think we said it before, sunrise day camp is a free camp for children with cancer and their siblings. It's completely free. You know, parents have enough burden to, to worry about when their children are diagnosed with cancer and they're able to send their kids to camp for two months free, free. Even if they, if you don't have enough money to send your, you know, to have lunch for your kid, they provide all of that. All of that is free. And, you know, they have ones open in Long Island, ones in Westchester, one, I think it's one open in Georgia. Georgia. They have one in Maryland, I believe. Mm -hmm. They have them all over. Two you know. in Israel. Yeah, so they're starting to grow everywhere. You know, Sunrise Day Camp will soon to be maybe not a household name. Um, you know, hopefully. And that's the thing. Like, it's growing. But at the same time, like, it sucks that it's growing. Because yeah. it means that more right. children are being diagnosed with cancer and it sucks. Mm -hmm. But at least they have this to to help them feel like what it is to be a kid. Um, so at the end, you know, once you listen to this episode, we're going to put up a link to where you can donate because now the walk, even the walk has been canceled, but they're having a virtual walk and the money that's raised for these walks is what helps provide all the services for these camps. 
across the world, you know, across the nation, all over the world. Um, it helps with programs in the hospital, helps with programs. You know, right now they're going to be doing a virtual camp. I'm sure yeah. they'll help doing stuff like that, maybe providing like equipment for some kids who don't have. I'm sure they're working yeah. on that too. So we'll we'll put the link. Um, maybe we'll put the link in the bio. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely see that. So I, I don't know if we'll create a team. Normally we create a team, but I think this year has just been so crazy that we haven't even yeah, really we, sit down and put it. Yeah, we'll have to do that. So maybe we'll create a team, and then if not, if you know we don't create a team, still just donate. Um, it's a it, it's a empower it's a it's a powerful cause. Uh, great people. It'll um, always be a part of our story. It's yeah, it's met. it's it's where we met, and it's. It's always going to hold a place place in my heart. You know, I, I still have a lot of friends from Sunrise that, you know, I still talk to all the time. We have two campers that are now, like, friends. You know, yeah. two campers that are, like, you know, 19 years old, 20 years old. And, you know, I had them. And I got to watch them grow up because we all came from the same place. We're all from the Bronx. And now we'll take them out. We'll do whatever. You know, we'll go over to movies. We'll go what's the escape rooms like what we yeah, do all that stuff so and, and we take and we and we just hang out and it's it's just a good time so that story is super important to us and we we just love the we also love to tell it too like yeah. at least the sunrise portion right after that then we're just like all right we're back you know we gotta figure each other out see if we like each other <laughs> like i said i didn't even know if i liked her yet so you know, we've, we've come a long way so we met there yeah and then the story continues and now we're Buff- Five and a half years later. Yeah, now we're Buffalo Chicken slicing it up. Yes. Yeah, we got a podcast and much more to come, possibly. I think so. I hope so. Yeah, so we hope you enjoy the story. Um, it's our story. So even, like I said, like I always say, if you don't enjoy it or whatever, just leave. Like, I, I, we don't need you here. <laughs> I mean, we tell these things, yeah, we, want, we like feedback and criticism. I mean, if you have something bad to say about that story, then... <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Just leave. Just leave. So, so yeah, there, there's that. Um, so that's how we met. And so we've been talking about, like, how to make this more interactive and things that we could do. So when we eventually have guests on, we could work it out. So we're, we're working on the name for this segment. That or We'll put a poll up to see what people think. It's either broken down to talk spicy or spicy talk essentially the same thing it's the same thing it's just it's just a word switch i just want to know what sounds better so this is a little bit of a time where you sit down and you just let out whatever has been bothering you it could be from the smallest thing like i want to go get a like another bowl of cereal and you realize you you know you put the bowl you put the cereal in the bowl you go get the milk there's no more milk you know what i mean like it could be as simple as that mm-hmm. you know if you're one of our guests that come on so today we have a little little spicy talk or talk spicy. We don't know. I think I like spicy talk. I think it flows better. Spicy talk? Yeah. You know, and, you know, we're buffalo chickens, but, you know, it's a little spicy. You know, it's it's all part of the... the talk spicy is literally the same thing. It's... All right, whatever. But it all depends on the flow. It's the flow, right. Nicole. Okay. It's the flow. Okay. Okay. So you... I don't, think, I don't think I have. I've been literally thinking about this all day. You said you have a little talk spicy spicy talk. I don't even know what sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> so my spicy talk is about I don't know if anybody else has been experiencing this, but like lately in our neighborhood, it has been like the Fourth of July every single day of the week for like the past I don't know, maybe like two uh, weeks. Maybe the last like week and a half, probably maybe almost two weeks. And. 
So the only reason that I'm annoyed is because we have Jessie, as everybody knows. She's our dog. And she is absolutely terrified of all noises. Thunder, fireworks, obviously, a loud car door <laughs> slamming, <laughs> everything. And most recently... Aaron was taking her for a walk and fireworks started going off in like a very far distance. And now she's so scared that she will not even walk if it's dark outside, even if there's no fireworks going outside, going off outside because she's so scared. But I just want to know what is the purpose of doing fireworks for two and a half weeks or a week and a half, however long it's been leading up to the 4th of July. What is the point? Are you going to have any fireworks left by the 4th of July? What's going on? Yeah. I, what is going on? It, it's, it's crazy. And I, you know what? I'm going to jump on this too because it's frustrating. Because look, our dog is scared. All right? She's she precious. is She is the most precious angel in the world. <laughs> and she is scared. If I clap my hands really hard, she will like quiver in fear. Yeah. You know what I mean? She, she will just be so afraid. So like, and it's crazy. Is these fireworks are so faint. Like they're, they're obviously so blocks, blocks, blocks away. And she will not go outside. So as soon as it gets dark, she's not going outside. Right. And which means she's holding her if she has to use the bathroom all the way until tomorrow morning. Right. Which makes us upset because we don't want her to get hurt or sick or anything. Or or the big one, uh, pee on my carpet. You know what I mean? That's the big one. I know we don't want her to get sick or anything, like that, but I don't, I don't want all that stuff on the carpet. Yes. But she's house trained. But I know what you mean. But... I just, I just don't understand. And I've been re seeing online, like it's been happening everywhere. Like big city, major cities are reporting the same thing, like Boston, Philly, Washington. Like, what is going on, people? I just don't understand. Stop. Save her for the 4th of July. One night of her being scared is enough. <laughs> We've tried everything. We've tried the Thunder Buddy Blanket. Doesn't, doesn't work. work. Prescription medication. Doesn't, doesn't work. work. Benadryl. Doesn't, doesn't work. work. Nothing. We've tried everything. So Vanessa, who is a vet, and my best friend, if you're listening, if you have any other recommendations, because <laughs> we've tried them all, does not work. She physically needs to be on you. Yeah. We have to put the AC up. We have to put the volume on the TVs to like 100 so she doesn't hear what's happening outside because she'll burrow her way into the closet, break stuff. It's, it's a lot. So can people please relax? Please. And if not... I hope a firework no, Aaron, blows don't. up your finger. No, Aaron. <laughs> hope your finger pops off Aaron, on no, one. no, no. Jason Pierre-Paul, if you don't know who that is, that is Google him. No. He got no fingers, and he's a professional football player. That is not the opinion of everyone on Buffalo Chicken. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm talking spicy right now. <laughs> I'm spicy talking right now. I just See, talking spicy sounds good when I'm like really going in, but spicy talk as the segment sounds good. All right. So maybe it should be <laughs> spicy talk to talk and spicy <laughs> segment. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to stop, please. I just want to protect her and love her and let her not feel like her world is ending every night. That's all. Is that too much to ask for? I mean, really. Please. So if you're one of our listeners and you're doing this, we also want you to stop listening. <laughs> all right. And please leave because Jessie is precious. You'll be seeing her on her Instagram weekly. So if you have a problem with it, please leave, all right? <laughs> or just stop the fireworks. I mean, that too. I, I, we, we want the plays. We want the listens and yeah. the subscribe. So, yeah, on top of that, please make sure 
you do your due diligence and follow us on Instagram at Buffalo Chicken Slice. Uh, we are now available on Apple if you weren't aware. Yay, We're available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Anchor, uh, pretty much most of the major sites. Uh, we're still working on Stitcher and other sites, but please, 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 please make sure you do your due diligence. Follow us, subscribe, share, like. Uh, if, we're, if you're on Apple, if you're using Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star. Leave us a review. It'll help get the word out. And also just, just tell your friends. Everyone likes likes to listen to some banter. And come on, who, who does better banter than us? Yeah. Yeah, we and thank you everybody that's been giving us some feedback. We really appreciate it. We're getting a lot of good feedback about the music and the artwork. I know somebody told me, Val told me that she wanted our music to be her ringtone. So shout out and big thank you to my cousin Jeremy for doing our artwork and our music. I know a lot of people have been loving it. So thank you. All right. So that's that's the episode. Make sure you check us out. See ya. See you next week.